1: 911, what's your
0: emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. And we're going to make it out of here. We got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak to get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5.
1: This goes out to old milk puke over there. (laughs) (laughs) We belong to the light. We belong to the thunder. We belong to the sound of the world. We both fall in under. Whatever we deny or embrace, for worse or for better, we We belong. belong. We belong, we belong together, we belong, in quarantine together, still working forever. I love you, Molly Neffle, and you know what? I kind of enjoy you as well, Holden McNeely. <laughs> Welcome to page seven.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you much. <laughs> it's me, old man.
3: Oh, well, no. Welcome back to another
0: swip backlin' bang dangin' episode
1: of oh, Eight Seven. Uh-huh. Oh no, <laughs> it's like we're on Splash Mountain. We're not even talking
2: about that yet.
1: <laughs> I wish that
2: the world could go back hundred years in time <laughs> no, no no that's very scary no, a square dancing hey bailing <laughs> afternoon of fun on night
1: you're about to get thrown yeah, into the in fucking
2: blackberry bush
1: oh, holden right, said we have to
3: make each other laugh emoji on this episode yes. and uh, yes. this is what this is what he does when he says that
2: these yes. two were screaming about the apocalypse <laughs> just now i'm just trying to have my white claw and forget. He's and trying forgive. to lighten the mood. Yeah, I'm trying ha- to forget. Molly and, and forget.
1: I were both yelling at each other about about life, about everything, and love, Holden laugh, is just sitting love. there love. using his the, the emoticons through Zoom to show his reactions. To the point, though, that we both did laugh, and um, we uh, Hold and I were busy making jokes because Molly has just been. Covered in
2: puke by her child. Mm
1: -hmm. And um, I also made the joke of been there. And Holden said that that was his nickname in high school. Milk puke. Milk puke.
2: Milk puke in high school. How about this? I get it. Quarantine's got you down. The fact that half the country doesn't really think it's a thing. Giving you a (laughs) frown. But why don't we sit and say this? You can't go anywhere, but you can still eat you can still pray and you can at still home. love at home. At so let's home. talk about all of those things. At how home. are we doing those things at home? I will which, start. Which is okay? interesting
3: because it's a book about travel, but yes, we can do <laughs> yes, it at home. Exactly.
2: But you can't, It's but we have to do the opposite of what the book is. Okay. Julia Roberts. <laughs> no, no, you travel yourself.
1: inside your fucking dome, yeah, dude.
2: So praying, I meditate after my workout. I take a shower. I, I lay down as naked as possible next to the air conditioner and I Oof. focus on my breathing, and I block <laughs> out the world. Sometimes I think about sexual things, and it makes it difficult to get through because then I just start obsessing in these weird ways. But I try to do that. Right, that's my prey.
1: Wait, what do you what do you obsess about sexually?
2: Um, I imagine some masseuse comes into the room. That's fun. Mm. Oh, then why do you get upset about but it? But like it, e- No, no, But no, because I'm trying, trying to to be I'm, trying to, I'm trying to... be, be mindful. mindful. I'm breathing. I'm trying to be mindful. I'm trying to be at the moment. I'm trying not to be in some fantasy where a, a buxom masseuse walks into the room and is like, Oh, a f- uh, what would you... I don't know what she would say. I've never been in a situation like that, but I say the code word. Filthy owl, or whatever the code word is, right? For the sounds like you're in an Oktoberfest dream. There always is a code word. I know that's how it works, and then that's when they know to sort of do the thing. Ladies, I don't need to get into this, but either way, (laughs) that's what I do. I meditate. I meditate to pray for my eating. Spaghetti with meat sauce. Ooh, all right, we're talking. I'm heating up. Uh, I'm, I'm chopping up a clove of garlic. I'm, I'm heating it up on the stove till it's fragrant. One clove only? Isn't it? Yeah, you need multiple cloves. What are you, Paris Hilton? Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sharing my, I'm giving my soul to you guys. I'm bearing my figurative breasts to you guys. Okay, keep breasting. Keep okay, breasting. and I cook the meat and then I make the sauce, it's the garlic and the sh- and shallots, and I cook it all together and then I put it into the sauce, which is just usually a mixture of two different bottles bottles of sauces and i add something i add some italian seasoning and i make it good Mm. right and give it to my fucking wife and it's delicious right love i'm asleep yes love (laughs) let's talk about love it's the little things that we do for each other keep it clean (laughs) uh we it is it is i'll just say it's the tiny things and um i did pretend to be a bartender and Are you talking
1: about buying miniatures and leaving it all over the house for Lexi to find? I, f- I leave tiny, <laughs> I,
2: I fashion little wooden figurines of members of her family and I hide them throughout the house for her. That's to find. very scary. Yes, it is scary. <laughs> and, it's, and sometimes love is terrifying, isn't it?
1: Wow, you know what? You are right. Eat, pray, and love with Holden At McNeely home. all from inside of your own home. I-, I never even thought to do it. Why go to Italy when you can sit on your fucking couch and <laughs> stew in your own juices?
2: I'm a regular Barfa Stewart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are a Barfa.
2: Milk I was Milk in high school, Barfa Stewart in college, and now I'm just <laughs> Big H. And you can call me Ugh. Big H or you can leave me... Outside, because I ain't coming in unless you call me Big H.
3: Big H who likes to eat, pray, and love. That's what I yeah. always call him. <laughs> Isn't
2: that beautiful? So so, anyways, but we were discussing just before about some of our celebrity fatigue that we're facing.
1: Yeah, we're having a little bit of it, but you know what? That's all right. I will say, so I, uh, I do want to talk about this at length. That I was so angry, so y'all, if y'all listen to Pop History, we just did an episode on The Princess Bride. We ripped into it, we were just like, how much we fucking love it. Lo and behold, I had no idea that Quibi was releasing, essentially, a socially distanced movie of celebrities doing different scenes. Of the entire movie, in chunks, of The Princess Bride. And I wanted to hate it. I was immediately so angry about it. I was like, oh, great. So happy that celebrities are doing another fucking bullshit thing that I don't care about, that is not helping anything, that is not making anything better right now. But I digress.
2: So I downloaded Quibi. And they are yes. making it better. They've given all the money, a million dollars to the uh, uh, World Central Kitchen, which is what I raised money for on my 12-hour stream. Thank you. You're welcome. Celebrity Holden <laughs> also did his part. You're completely correct.
1: And I thought that – I didn't know that, though, going in. I immediately thought it was another Imagine video. I thought it was another – and I've witnessed it looking into the camera video. I thought it was just some other bullshit of some sort of attention-seeking. And – It's actually really delightful. Sweet. It's actually people that love the Princess Bride. And to the point that, like, there's very pregnant Sophie Turner and. The Jonas brother that she is married to, and she's dressed as pi- Dread Pirate Roberts, and he is Princess Buttercup, and their corgi is dressed like an R O U S. It is adorable. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's all done via social distancing. I love
2: that it. it's not Joe Jonas; it's the Jonas brother that she's married to. Who cares which one? <laughs> I it appreciate is. that. This
1: is the problem. <laughs> We're at this point that I we talk about celebrity culture. And I have been struggling a lot with my idea of how I feel about celebrity culture. Of course, this show is so much more than that. But I've been having these weird mental breakdowns about it because it's like, I don't care. I don't care about what you think. You are not tapped into normal society. You don't understand what people are going through or what people are doing right now. And a lot of them, and I'm not saying all of them. Because there's no it's not, no reason to lump everybody into a thing. I'm not going to get into a diatribe right now. But it was because I was looking at Quibi, and I was like, oh, great. i got to pay for another fucking thing just because I want to watch this. And I open it up, and I see Chrissy Teigen's, like, Judge Judy show. And I got so angry about it. <laughs> I got so mad. And I'm not saying, this has nothing to do with her as a person. But her persona, it just made me so mad that I was like, I was staring at my phone, terrified Jeff, because like, who gives a fuck about Chrissy Teigen? Who gives a fuck? Who possibly cares about what she has to say? Oh, oh, I'm so glad that you can go to Walmart to buy your Chrissy Teigen fucking pots and pans. And I lost my mind about it. Um, I'm now fine. And obviously I'm going (laughs) to collect it. You did some eating, some praying, some loving. And we I need all three. I need to get a little Julia Roberts
2: up in here, I guess. Yeah. How are you gonna pray? How are you gonna eat and how are you gonna love celebrities again, Jackie? I I,
1: I gotta I guess I have to pray about it. I guess I have <laughs> to eat hot dogs until <laughs> I I get to my final understanding.
2: You pray and you eat at the same time.
1: You, you eat the
2: hot dogs, and you and you meditate on one certain concept. And in this case, it will be celebrity. Celebrate. Yeah, I call it
1: the body of Piggy Christ as I eat my hot dog. And um, I know that that is offensive, but really, I'm eating his body and his lips and his asshole. And isn't it great to eat
2: all parts
3: of Piggy Christ?
2: Yeah, it's totally, that totally works. <laughs>
3: I'm struggling this right now. This is a now. podcast about celebrities and the ingredients of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so I was talking to Molly and Holden
1: about this before we started recording, and I was like, I can't talk about this on on this show. No one wants to hear about this. But I feel like a lot of people are going through this right now of looking at celebrity, of looking at influencer culture <laughs> yeah. and looking at, and I, I try, I always want to be positive. I try to just... Be a positive person, just in general. And whomever wants to listen to me, I hope that they take a smile away from anything that I have to say. But the idea of, of celebrity dumb is really starting to break apart at the foundation. We're never going to lose yes. it. And it's because we're doing the Eartha Kitt episode this week. And it's, it, we're talking about this. We're talking about the idea of blacklisting and cancel culture and how there's no cancel culture is nothing new. People used to just be ba- disbarred from being
3: a celebrity whenever
1: somebody decided that they wanted to do it.
3: Especially if they had like leftist, anti-racist, or communist politics, right? Like It was totally cancel culture. It was just only directed at people who were like fighting for more equality.
1: Right. Or Eartha Kitt, who was just trying to um, speak out against juvenile delinquency um, and how it coincides with the Vietnam War. And- she was blacklisted because of that. And it's just the idea of now that people have to do heinous things to get blacklisted. And yet at the end of the day, there was a Golden Girls episode that was taken off of Hulu because it had blackface in it, but
3: they had mud, it was masks, mud on. masks. Yeah, there is mud masks on. This is like a thing where I feel like there is there's a lot of people like engaged in so there's so many I feel like There's a lot of things that that Jackie said that I'm excited to respond to. Uh, And I feel like the celebrity thing is like that there is like a. uh, I hate to. I feel like there's like a bit of a class war thing going on. Like, look at all these rich ass people whose job is to be rich in public. And everyone else is suffering right now. And so it's hard to like celebrate their wealth like usual. Right. And. You know, in terms of the, you know, there is no, celebrities and corporations are not capable of engaging with actual meaningful uh, struggle or change, hence the Gushers tweet about how Gushers cares about black lives. My absolute favorite of all of the corporate tweets. Uh, Gushers, of course,
2: Jackie's uh, nickname in high school.
3: Uh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) baby.
1: Definitely fruity and definitely chewy.
3: But also on top of all that right you have this like weird response to something that nobody asked for like oh we took off this golden girls episode for blackface and it's like i hadn't seen that episode i didn't know that it was mud a mud thing but like like literally no they took off gone with the wind right and that is like something it's like the worst of all worlds because then you have people who think that like PC cancel culture is coming for them being like, "Oh, we can't right. even have Gone with the Wind anymore." And it's like, right. "No, literally no one is saying like cancel Gone with the Wind." But like what people are saying is like, "Oh, wow, we like like look at how racism has a history, has look at how it has manifested in pop culture, look at how it, how normalized it's been. And we need to
1: become more aware and we need to right.
3: try and dismantle
1: systemic racism, which is something that, you know, and a lot of people are just being woken up to this idea and I think that it's great that people are at least starting to wake up to this kind of idea but it also doesn't mean to take down the mud mask episode (laughs) yeah there's there's a performative
3: (laughs) action difference exactly it's it's performative versus actual solidarity and like what people are asking for is to like defund the police and fund like programs that invest in like community development and safety um, and resources for like poor people and black people and people of and instead, Netflix is like, we hear you and we have taken away the Golden and <laughs> girls and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, nobody wants that or no. Hulu, Hulu, whatever it was that every, every, every streaming platform has had their own terrible response to this. Though I will
2: say, going back to one of the stories that we, we did have in the in the docket to cover, I'm, I'm for the Splash Mountain thing.
1: Yes, and I think that the idea of changing uh, the, changing Splash Mountain, although I will say, as a kid, it's still one of the few rides that would make me sob, and not because I was scared, but because the you think the rabbit is dead right before you drop, spoiler alert, and that's really where <laughs> my brain was at, but... Splash Mountain is based on Song of the South, which is a very racist Disney movie that actually, I don't even think it's on Disney+. Plus, and it was it was released on, on home video immediately. It is something that is it is a scourge on the Disney history, of course. They've got quite a
2: few. They've got there. plenty. I mean, and if you go on Disney+, Plus and look up some of those old movies, they even have disclaimers. And I am actually glad, and I would prefer that. Put, put a disclaimer, disclaimer up top. We don't we don't support this anymore. But this was what we did in the show, Just you know. Right,
3: right. Own it. Put exactly. That com-
2: put that before the community episode. I don't think exactly. you actually need to put that before the Uh, Golden Girls episode because I just don't think unless they make some joke uh, racial joke in it maybe it's certainly possible
3: you know it was the time but right I completely agree put up a thing you know because then again everyone's like well what I can't watch you know my example is uh, um, It's a Wonderful Life which I have watched every single year my entire life right and I had never learned about racist tropes in films until I got to college and then I learned about you know the, the Mammy character in, in movies. And then I watched It's a Wonderful Life for, you know, the 21st time. And then I was like, oh, wow, oh. that's really bad. And it doesn't it didn't mean I stopped watching It's a Wonderful Life, but it did mean that I'm, like, extremely uncomfortable and unhappy that this was, like, it, during those scenes. And, and like, I'm, like, I, I, I watch the movie and I enjoy it, and I sit with the fact that this is in every that 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 racism is inescapable because it is in all of it is in everything right and and that right like don't you don't have to cancel it but you do have to talk about it right
1: yes and like the changing of it i think it's awesome that they're changing it to princess and the frog the splash mountain ride i love princess and the frog but also another it's one of those things it's like then make its whole land do a new orleans section of you know, or like a theme or like a jazz themed kind of section of the of Disney World because this is putting a band-aid on shit and exactly. I don't I, again I know we I know we need to I need we need to be funny <laughs> and I apologize
2: it's just You're being funny. Yeah,
1: yeah. I am. am I being funny? You could be yeah. funny, and am make, I funny
2: and engage with the world. Make a silly noise before and after every serious statement. You'll be fine.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm having a really um quite a thick bout of depression over the past couple of months, and it's very difficult for me to be funny now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm getting nervous about how deep my depression is becoming.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am very upset with the way this has all been handled, and I cannot stand (laughs) to see my friends upset, and I cannot stand to see um, people just not underst- understanding how, what, what is an overcorrection, what is not. <laughs>
1: oh my god, it's like you're singing on my way. Also, if you guys don't know, Holden really hates the song Rusted Roots on my way. I do. And um, it really makes me happy because all I have to start doing is on my way.
2: It
1: makes him just so
2: furious. It makes me upset. Two things that song's awful. And I'll tell you what, you can feel like your wife is your best friend. I'm not telling you, you can't feel
3: like your wife is your best friend. I'm just saying,
2: A, maybe don't even write the big diatribe about how much you love her and just tell her in person instead of writing it on Facebook to get points. I like writing it on Facebook because I want everyone to know how much I love my partner. And B, if you're gonna do that, maybe write something other than she's my best friend or he or whatever, this is not gender inclusive. Uh, write something other than you're my best friend because everyone fucking writes you're my best friend if i could cancel anything it'd be literally just any (laughs) just just writing a diatribe in the first place second and expressing your love to the world because you love him i this is my problem i I, this is my whole thing with this thing okay let's get into the facebook faux pas all right because i know this is the real important stuff we're, we're uh, yeah,
1: of course, I've been uh, desperately waiting. I was like, it when is, is he going to yell again about what he doesn't like about uh, Facebook? Okay,
2: this is what goes through <laughs> my head when I read up diatribe like that. What about the person who's reading that who is really sad and lonely right now? What about the person who's reading that that lost someone recently? What about what, That's who I think about when I read your gushy post about how your husband is your best friend. Okay? That is what it is all about, all right? That's all I'm saying. I get it. (laughs) And that's your two-real moment with Holden. You can call me just 8-H.
1: Big H tells the truth. But you don't think that Lexi is your best friend now after all this time having spent glued to her side for three months? She's definitely- Having no contact with any other friends?
2: Yeah. This is the thing. I would say we are definitely forced to be best friends no matter what. Because we cannot be away from each other, we literally have to be around each other. Um, You have to be, and it is true. But we're getting along well. I think we we uh, no fights this week so far. That's cool.
1: That's wonderful news. Last week
2: though, which is a bugaboo, a bit of a bugaboo. So.
1: Have you ever tried slipping on um, a very intense bout of depression? Because it really lets, you know, you don't fight as much because you don't have the energy. And I think that it is a fun thing to think about. I mean,
2: I think that you need to actually try something Lexi and I have been doing lately, Mermaid Day. Uh, one of you pretends to be a sexy, fun mermaid. You wear the mermaid slip the whole day, so it's hard for you to get around, which so is fun. Hot. You're kind of dependent on the other person a little bit to like That's carry very, you from scary. room to room. And then the other person wears like a wetsuit, like a, a old, like a yellow <laughs> fisherman's <laughs> suit all day. And, and it has the pipe, the corn cup. He's like, "Oh, save me,
1: mermaid!"
2: And we switch it up every week. Depends on, we I, flip a coin to who gets to be the mermaid that week.
1: I can't even imagine how stinky your wetsuit <laughs> is. You are Mr. Stinky Wetsuit, and I know it, because I know you're not going to wash it out, and then you're going to be sweating inside of there, because you're not going to be in Pacific Ocean temperature waters, so you're just going to be in it, and you're like, eh, 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 uh.
2: Looks like there's a mermaid Crying on my living room floor Did You know because She's usually very upset um, About Mermaid Day Does she go ah, 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 ah. <laughs> But anyway If you're a celebrity <laughs> Go is that fuck yourself sound? Yeah that's That's all the mermaids
0: Yeah
2: <sighs> um, But either way I just think um, If you But Molly Are
1: you best friends With Gideon right now <laughs> Uh <laughs>
2: I like this <laughs> question. This is a, fun. Such this a, is a mean scary question. question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.
2: Well again, and I'm gonna say this again for the <laughs> zillionth fucking time um we're grown adults. And I don't think grown adults have best friends. I think you just have a lot of friends and I think
3: that's sad the whole I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's I ridiculous. Think some people have best friends and that's great, but I've never really had one best friend. I've always had make new friends and keep the old. One is silver and the other is gold, which is actually. we
1: all know which one is silver and we all know which one is gold. (laughs) Honestly, you guys both are in my gold category. Oh, wow.
2: Molly's kind of ish in my almost silver category in a weird way because we've gotten so much closer from doing the show together.
3: Moving on up. Moving on up. Moving on up. To the silver. Wait, so you're
2: saying was Molly bronze before? Uh, she was a bronze ass B word before. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, and I had years where we didn't see each other. I'm that also much. throwing this away because the coloring of my skin, I look a lot better in silver than I do with gold. So I keep silver I guess I keep silver above it, and you guys are both silver.
3: Okay. Okay, I'll take it. I like silver better than gold in terms of like jewellery and stuff. Like my wedding ring is Silver. I mean, I I agree with Holden's absolutely obsessive feelings about this because um, <laughs> my biggest annoyance with is is heterosexual men who say that their wife is their best friend and then want some sort of high five for having a girl best friend. There's Thank like an undercurrent of it. Like, can you believe my best? She's my best friend, a girl, and that's the thing that really Thank annoys you. me. Yeah. And Thank it you. makes it feels very childish. Um, but. Uh, like that only, not everybody who says their wife is their best friend is that person, but we all know that that, that person is like, can you believe it? And yes, because I have lots of male friends, but Jeff, I think is my best friend.
1: <laughs> and that's because he's your he closest friend. Jeff, he's closest I love friend. you and you're my best friend. <laughs> he's one of your
2: close friends. You're one of my close friends, Jackie, but, but I not- also
3: think your partner isn't, it's not that they're not your friend, but like. A friend is different than a partner, right? And and the weird thing about quarantine if you are lucky enough to be quarantining with somebody who you love is they now are not only the role of your partner, but they also have to be the role of your friend. And that might be fine and some people might really be living for it, but also it might be hard because some people really need other friends too, yeah. you know? It's like I don't
2: think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy to I guess that's a big part of it, right? I think Molly, you're saying the same thing' it's it's, it's like you should have friends and a wife or a girlfriend or spouse right. significant other, right? Like right. those are two different things. I think it's unhealthy to conflate the two. Also, here's I, yeah. one more, and I'll get off of this after this. But how annoying is this phrase that I read in every one of these posts. Thank you for being born. Thank you oh. for existing. <laughs> no i don't yourself. agree with this one i don't know fuck with, with your, yourself it. with your love that's why if you notice i don't say shit on national sibling day i don't say shit on father's day i don't say shit on. Mother's i like day. doing it i know you I'm do and you. do it I love all you love. want everybody do it but all i can think about is the person who's so sad about their not father and yeah, and yeah, that yeah. and so i don't fucking say shit because it, it, it feels like gloating to be like, yeah. I have a healthy
3: family. Look at me. Look at me. I've got a healthy. I love gloating family. about it. No,
1: I make That's jokes fair. though, at least about it.
3: That's fair. And I feel like I, even though I've been like happily married, uh, and before that happily in a relationship uh, with Gideon for for like a long time now. I still, I feel like the um, I there's there's still a part of me that identifies as like a sad single person, and so I never really think like oh other people might read my post and think and feel lonely and sad that they aren't with somebody uh, because in my head I'm all it's like the same thing as like how every kid who was a loser when they were young always still thinks they're a little bit of a loser or it still has that identity even if you're yeah. now like cool and have friends and whatever like like there's always part of me that's like oh well nobody likes me you know and then there's also <laughs> always part of me that's like oh i'm i'm single and alone like you know not it's right. not like debilitating but like that i i feel like i always remember how it feels to see other people happy in love and be like what if that never happens to me you know see
1: i do the opposite way though where it's like i look at that stuff and even when i was in my unhappiest and look at it and be like You know what, man? At least somebody's fucking getting some.
2: Really? Yeah. I was always just so resentful. And I think, Molly, I think you're 100% correct that I don't think I've ever gotten past those years in middle and high school that were so terrible, that were just so lonely, and I was so hopelessly romantic without able to actually... Um, lay something down. You know what I mean. And I think uh, what you
1: needed was to become a
2: bully. Maybe yeah. you should become a bully now because n- it really it helps. Oh, you should meet my my other Twitter uh, persona, Churlington. He is a no, real.
3: I don't want to be <laughs> Churlington. Please. I just want to say I appreciate that Holden has that part of himself, but didn't let it you know, turn him into an incel, right? Because there's certainly plenty of of boys who felt that way when they were young, boys who feel that way when they grow up into men, and then just, just, instead of having a little sad, like I did, uh, and like Holden did, and even a big sad, um, instead of just having a, a kind of inward sad, they had an outward, you know, violent, or an outward rage, or an outward hate, and that is not okay.
2: Right. Yes. 100%. And I think we could actually bring this back, we can actually connect this loop, Back to the celebrity resentment that's going on.
1: Oh, I thought you were about to say back to Netflix's floor
2: is lava, but <laughs> yes. What but yeah. But I think I think that closes the the loop. There is that. I think we just described in a different sense what is happening with people and celebrities right now is that yeah. we're seeing them be like clearly fine because even when they're sending their heartfelt message and they're trying to act like they're in pain and not in a good way and maybe they're not i'm not saying that but but they're they're acting concerned right in these video messages and things but you see their really fancy bathroom or backyard or that or what i was just screaming
1: about where i might have to travel soon not against my will and they can get On a jet. They can get on a small plane. And a lot of people don't have that opportunity. And I think that's a lot of where my anger is coming from of feeling so helpless and looking at people that there is a class disparity where people that can afford it can do still Yes. Whatever they fucking want.
3: Right. 100%. 100% just like we were talking about at the beginning of this, they can get tests back when nobody could get a test, right? They are stuck in there, oh, I've been in my house. Fucking, was it J Lo had a, like, a, oh, we've been in the house so long. Here's a picture of my child on like a hoverboard rolling yeah. around in my beautiful yard. And it's like, literally, what are you complaining about? And I don't even want to do that because I know it's hard. Like, they're, it doesn't. And also, they have different difficulties. Yeah. Right. And also, right. It, Yes, it doesn't sure. have to be. Just because it's differently hard for me doesn't mean it's not hard for you. Like all, but but there is. It's it's hard to feel a kind of collective uh, struggle with people who will be absolutely fucking fine no matter what because they have all the money, you know. Right. I think it, it's part yeah. of the reason of why I've mostly been watching reality television. Mm-hmm. I think it's because in in
1: filling my time, it's knowing that like. People in reality television don't get paid a lot of money. Yeah.
2: And we're screaming at them because they're so flawed. And they're willing to show, they're bearing their flaws to to us. They're putting them in front of us. And as opposed to showing us their perfection. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. what we're getting a lot of from the celebrities. And then also it's like people want to talk about virtue signaling. I think way worse ever than something like that is this concern signaling that we're getting We're so yeah. concerned. It's the same thing that pisses me off about uh, I love signaling in the relationship thing. Because it's like, who's that for? Who are you doing that for? You're doing that for you. You're doing that to get points. And you fucking know it. You know you're doing that to get points with your spouse. You know you're doing that to get points with all the people that are truly fucking suffering right now.
1: You're completely right. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Thank you guys for letting me feel safe to be able to talk about these things because it's a scary thing to scream about especially as people that we work in celebrity culture and molly you were saying this too words we started this show because we didn't know anything about celebrity culture and because we're making fun of it we're making fun of the idea that goop can sell a 70 dollar pussy candle it's it's shit like that that they can get away with that technically is brilliant marketing but also let's have a smile so that we don't have a coup against <laughs> the classism. But, but you know we've been doing this show for a long time. Maybe it's time for a coup. Sometimes you get a little angry. I was just I was just reading an article today about how Kanye West, you know, transformed Kim Kardashian's bathroom, which was already beautiful, into an enchanted forest for no reason. <laughs> like what do you so what do you mean? What do you mean? You I'm know how many so people are going right. to be evicted this month? Do you know how many people are can't pay their bills? Do you, and you? Oh, good. Oh, he turned it into enchanted forest. And the thing is that he didn't fucking turn into enchanted forest. He paid for somebody else to come in to design it, to do all the work. If he went out on his fucking hands and knees and 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 grew that forest <laughs> and planted the forest in the bathroom, great, good for you. But you didn't. And so you know what? No accolades for you today. No accolades for you today.
3: Am I too angry? <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm I've been tr- also trying to figure out where to put rage. It's a very alien uh emotion to me and I it's hard it's hard to know what to do with it. I this is not celebrity related but in terms of like I got a, somebody posted in one of my parenting groups today on Facebook like, "Oh, can't go to the playground? Turn your basement into a playground." And it was like a you know, pay $15,000 to have uh, this business come in and turn your basement into a fun playland. And I'm like, I'm a member of a million fucking parenting groups and they all annoy me for different reasons. But one of them is, is in Park Slope. Parents, I don't live in Park Slope, but Park Slope is like a very wealthy neighborhood in Brooklyn. And people just keep posting totally normal ass posts that are just like, oh, we're moving out of the city. If anyone wants to look at the listing for my, you know, Two-bedroom, one-bathroom, private entrance, uh, little backyard. We can't hack it in the city anymore. We're going to the burbs. And then the listing will be for, like, either, like, $7,000 a month for rent or, like, a like you know, $3.8 for... And I'm just, like, it makes me so... <laughs> I just sit and just I just stew, and I'm just so mad. I'm so angry. And that's not even... Those people probably don't even think they're rich, you know? Like, that's, like... Right. Probably like normal ass.
1: Especially for where you are and where you're It's like everything is different for different people. And again, everyone is struggling in different ways. And I'm aware of that. And I, I'm always trying to think openly about everyone else has their own struggles. And you have to be aware of that. We, we I know that. But there are just some times that you want to scream at the parenting group. There are just yep. some times you that yell. you just want to. I, 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 the other day, like a child, I came into the office and I ripped up paper. And I did it idea. for like 15 minutes. I shouldn't. The trees. The poor trees. But I was ripping up magazines. Did it, feel, did it make you feel better? It did. It really did. Because I saw all the paper ripped up on the floor. And I was just like, fuck you. Fuck you, magazines. And then
3: I left. But then I had to come and clean it up. So, you know, at the end of the day, you still get punished. This is like, there's a scene, it, it, either of you guys watch Little Fires Everywhere? I haven't no, yet. No, no. I've been digging it. It's Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon, and it's yes! based on a yes. book that's really good. Yeah, I've been meaning um, to see it. It's good. I, it's like heavy. It might not be the best for any of us right now, but I've been watching it and enjoying it, and there is a scene where... She's like a, a flashback to when Reese Witherspoon is like a young mother with four very young kids and she just starts smashing plates.
1: And I was watching it and I was
3: like, ooh, <laughs> rip up paper, <laughs> Molly. I'm
1: telling you, I know it's not as satisfying as smashing plates, but it's a lot less expensive.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we have like a little calm, calm down corner with a little different emotional uh, intelligence things in the is that in our... for you and Gideon? Or yeah, for the it's, for, it's, for, it's for me, <laughs> but it's <laughs> I actually find it to be pretty annoying when I look at it because it's like, oh, here are some things that help to calm down. I got it because my friend who works with kids was like, oh, I this would like is really good for my kids, and I was like, oh, I have a toddler who's like emerging into her emotions, I should get this, and it's like. When I when I don't feel calm, I can like count to ten. I can take a drink of water and I look at it and I'm just like, that won't help. That won't help. Like so I do I get mad at, I get mad at the calm down poster. But maybe ripping up paper would be something that's good. Rage at the calm down
1: poster. I own. I think that's. I think I just want to write "calm down" on my wall, just so I can like throw
2: things at it. And I'll tell you what. I think I. I. I'd say eat a big old bag of fucking mushrooms. Yeah, with
1: the kids in the house. Yeah, I think that is a
3: great idea. Leave
2: the super ego. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. eat those mm-hmm. dumbass cats. Yeah, the
3: super ego has been working overtime. Yeah. That's for sure.
2: Call the cops on your own children.
3: Let's
2: <laughs> do <it this> week. <laughs> <laughs> so celebs, can we? Uh, Blackpink. That's cool. Oh yeah, no, you wanted to tell us tell us about this whole thing. Well, Blackpink, K-pop super group. I think they really are like the number one K-pop group. Uh, Blackpink late. is so. they're so awesome their new song how you like that is a banger and the music video just broke the guinness world record for the most viewed youtube video in 24 hours with over 86 million views in 24 fucking hours it is an awesome vid check it out how you like that by blackpink that's really all i have but i do think it's just If you really want to turn your mind off of everything and just enjoy the shit out of something for like four minutes, put that video on. Yes, and also
1: watch their uh, Kill This Love music video because that's another one that you're just like,
2: yes! Cool discovery I made, by the way, if you click the closed caption button, you'll get subtitles for the song. So you actually know oh, what awesome. you know what they're singing about, even though like half the songs now I feel like are in English. Like, but still, yeah. you get the actual context. It's like a breakup song. It's and it's like a fuck you breakup song, and it's Hell really yeah. good. It is a total banger. I love so check that out. That's all I got. There's your K-pop Sounds corner great. with Hold Bink- a nah. <laughs> I'm
1: definitely into that. I mean, it's definitely better than me screaming about the Golden State Killer, which y'all, I'm in S- <laughs> silly noises,
2: Jackie. If you're gonna okay, do this part. um.
1: I'm in a bit of um a depression hole, like I said, and something that's really helping me is not only reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark, but also watching the HBO docu-series that's about Michelle McNamara's obsession with finding the Golden State killer. And I'm reading the book and watching the show. And there's also um, my friend, which shout out to my friend, who is one of the producers of the <laughs> podcast that is also going along with the docu-series. Yeah, whatever. I have a, a lot of extra, don't you whatever me, <laughs> that has a lot of extra um, interviews of the people that were interviewed for the docu-series and all of the rape survivors. And it's very crazy because unfortunately, the woman that wrote I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Michelle McNamara, who is such a talented person, she passed away before she saw the Golden State Killer brought into custody, and this docuseries just came out, and he just pled guilty after, he's gotten away with generations of raping and murdering people, and he just pled guilty to over 116 crimes, and this docuseries is just coming out, and it's it's so upsetting, because I've been so upset knowing that she hasn't been able to see what she has done and how she has helped so many people. I'm not going to start crying about it because I have been crying <laughs> about it for a couple of weeks and I don't like to cry on this show, but also...
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why there's so there's so many layers to this because of that, because of this other story about this woman who's... I hope they make a feature film about like somebody really competent makes a really good feature film about her story because it's this amazing detective story where it consumed her. And in the end, arguably killed her. and and yes. having that on top that layer on top of this decades long search for this, evil evil man is what's so tragic and captivating and complex about this story (laughs) 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 um
1: also a boy dies in the rusted root on my way music video if you yeah that's weird um (laughs) 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 sorry your sounds just sounded like it again um, <laughs> I just, I I don't really have much to say about my um current obsession with all of this information. I just, I, I just want to say y'all should be watching this docuseries mm-hmm. as well as if you have the time, get the book. What an amazing writer. And she's also not capitalizing on people's heartbreak and people's trauma. She, the way that she writes it is not... It, It's I I don't even know how to explain it. She's a brilliant writer and she was someone that got so close to everything and it was so truly obsessed with trying to stop and figure out who this person was and how just and she's helped so many people with their trauma of saying this is the man that did it and you're going to watch him go to fucking jail for it. Not that that changes anything, but at least it's something, rather than knowing that he's just... Because he's also the person that even uh, 10 years after, many years after, would still call the people Mm. to harass them over the fucking phone. So it wasn't just a one-time thing. This is someone that truly traumatized many, many people. And uh, it's just... It's an interesting thing to be to succumb to right now and with everything that is happening right now and to just think of one person that really did help but she lost her life because of it.
2: Pretty much. No, you're going to have to do a noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready to do a dumbass celebrity conspiracy theory? So I think oh, yes! yes. I think
1: we that.
3: See, All this right. is a
2: fun way to shit on the idea of celebrity culture. <laughs> is Khloe Kardashian's real dad the murderer, OJ Simpson?
3: Oh, yay! I've been hoping we would do this one. <laughs> I uh, honestly might believe
2: this yeah, one. And I, I know that yes, I said. totally believe yeah.
3: this one. Sorry to answer right away,
1: but yes. Yes, that Justin Bieber <laughs> is a lizard person. Yes, I did say yes to that. And we probably might think that that's not true. But I think that this is true.
2: So a little background. Kris Jenner married infamous defense lawyer Robert Kardashian, who was, of course, on the defense team for O.J. Simpson in 1978 and divorced him in 1991. So a little over a decade of a romance there. During their marriage, she had four children, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob. After this went down... um. Robert went on to marry two more times, Jan Ashley in 1998 and Ellen Pearson in 2003. He died of esophageal cancer not long after he married Ellen. Both Jan and Ellen have said in the past that Robert Kardashian confided in them that Chloe was not his biological daughter. Whoa. Here is the evidence for <laughs> Kim and Courtney are both much, much shorter than Chloe and have pretty different complexions. Robert was 5'7. OJ61. Ooh. Also, he murdered that woman.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the dude as and well. Tweets, so. And just
2: tweets in Florida while he plays golf. Chloe had a maternity test done on the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians in 2009, as she felt she may have been adopted. The maternity test proved that Chris was Chloe's mother. However, no DNA was compared with her other siblings as per whether the paternal DNA matched for the father.
1: Wait, so why, see, that actually makes it even deeper. Why would they do a maternal test and yeah, not, not do a paternal a test? test? I understand, like, if you believe that you were adopted, right. that makes complete sense. However, if you're already going in
2: there. If everyone's already you, you do both? deciding this.
3: Get one of your siblings, I, as I understand how DNA works, you could get one of your siblings who is who would definitely have the DNA from both, and then you could be like, do I have the exact same DNA as them? Yep. I've watched Forensic Files. Ooh, I want to do that with Henry. And I'll say, Daddy, Daddy, you're not my daddy anymore.
2: So, back during the time they were married, Chris and Robert and OJ and Nicole were very close and went on a lot of vacations together. During an interview with OJ's manager for In Touch magazine, I believe, he said that, quote, Chloe could be OJ's kid. And that whenever he mentions Chloe's paternity to OJ, he just, quote, giggles. A side-by-side comparison pick of Khloe to OJ's daughter. Ladies, look it up if you'd like. OJ's daughter, Sydney, and Khloe Kardashian look kind of similar to each other. Gonna go ahead and say that,
1: but also did this say? Did this also include the fact that oh, wow. um, OJ definitely? In uh, I think multiple interviews has gloated about how hard he used to fuck Kris Jenner when he, she was still married in a hot tub.
2: Whoa! I didn't even pull that up. Yeah, I. But I'm. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I just think yeah. this is just straight up the. Straight
1: oh up. wow!
2: Yeah, his daughter
1: and Khloe Kardashian actually do look fairly similar I mean both <laughs> gorgeous
3: mm-hmm. but like
1: that's crazy
3: it's also hard because chloe kardashian has had so much surgery that she now has a completely different face different
1: yeah. face yes and she's trying desperately to look like face. her
3: sisters which also I, I mean you know i'm completely
1: down with plastic surgery i think it's. i think you know you do you boo take care of yourself but uh she it it, it she just looks just like her sisters now, which not
3: that that's bad, but like you were beautiful. You're so yeah. hot. Y'all are so young. Yeah. But she sorry. And she looked more, she looked, you know, I feel like she actually looked interesting, like as a person who didn't look exactly like her sisters and didn't have the same, like the completely yeah. cookie out cutter of her face. Yes. Yeah. Right. The cookie cutter out of a magazine face. And when I saw the the new, her new face, I was like, well, I literally couldn't pick her out of a lineup of any no. of the other you know and I guess that's fine and it must be hard to feel like oh I'm the one who's tall and who looks different like for sure you know so yeah like if I could afford to get plastic surgery at this point in my life I I, I might so no judgment on that but it is I feel like there's a little bit of a layer to that be like, oh, this was the sister who looked totally different than everyone and everyone was speculating about it. And then she just went and got surgery to look exactly like them. Yes.
2: Khloe Kardashian responded to an Instagram comment saying that she looked white in a picture back in 2016, writing, I don't know. Some days I'm OJ's daughter. Others, I'm Robert's daughter.
3: Mm. What a weird shadow to grow up under to be like, oh, yeah, you might be the daughter of the famously terrible, awful OJ Simpson. And it's not like fun, like Ronan Farrow's obviously Frank Sinatra's son. Like, that's like fun. Like, this isn't fun. There's nothing fun about being OJ Simpson's child. No, and I would do anything within my power to try and distance myself from
1: said rumor for sure. Right. I would definitely get reconstructive whatever because I wouldn't want to be his fucking daughter.
2: Right. So, ladies, it's a yes. I think I already know the answer. It's a <laughs> I, yes for it's Molly. A
1: yes, I think it's a it's yes. A yes, I think it is. And that's. It's a very. It's like I feel like it's a very condemning thing to say, but it's not her fault. It's not, not her, her fault. Somebody. She didn't do anything to her. I just. It's kind of, I feel like it kind of adds up, just like Justin Bieber, a thousand percent, is a lizard person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They saw him at the airport. He was changing shape, scales, turd covered scales all over his body. (laughs) Flames all over my face. It was so obvious. (laughs) So fucking obvious.
0: Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait.
1: This was a this was a good one this week, Gold. You, yeah. You're knocking you. it out of the park with the Thank celebrity you. conspiracies. But okay. it's not too late to get ready for the list. Oh, who's who's on, on the list? list?
3: Jackie. Jackie, Jackie. got to have that, that list. list.
1: 16 times, actors completely rewrote their characters. Yeah, I've been fighting some good ones, because, you know, all you gotta do is let the government do its job and be talking about these lists and click on every list you find, and now all of my advertisements are fun lists. Isn't that creepy, <laughs> but also kind of convenient at the same time? Yes, it is. <laughs> Did you know that Tom Cruise reportedly drove the mummy to an early grave? Tom Cruise's insistence on rewrites for 2017's The Mummy are rumored to have caused the movie to tank, which I don't think that was a reason why. I <laughs> mine. In the original script, Cruise and the monster were meant to have an equal amount of screen time, which didn't sit well with the Mission Impossible star. Cruise personally hired two writers to help rewrite the script, which was changed from a summer horror flick to an attempted action movie sidebar did you guys see this version of the mummy
2: no and i will also state that this was supposed to launch and the relaunch the universal pictures cinematic universe we were supposed to get like the old black and white they were trying to do marvel they're gonna do
1: like the creature wolfman
2: creature black lagoon and do like an avengers style probably situation where they all met up with dracula and everything because that really was the first cinematic universe ever made. Yeah. Like that's oh, yeah. launched all of it. Like we wouldn't have probably the Marvel Cinematic Universe without what they did with all these crossover movies and huh. all this kind of stuff. But the mummy tanking just straight up ended that completely.
1: That's too hmm. bad because I would love to see more of the universal monsters. Like it's like if you're going to reboot something, I guess, if you're not going to come up with a new story, I guess, let's av- let's watch more of the universal monsters. I do think it's kind of fun. Because Frank Walsh, the film's supervising art director, said about Tom Cruise... I've heard stories about how he drives everything and pushes and pushes, but it was amazing to work with him. The guy is a great filmmaker, and he knows his craft. He'll walk onto a set and tell the director what to do, say, that's not the right lens, ask about the sets, and as long as you don't fluff what you're saying to him, he's easy to work for. Does that not sound like a terrified, guarded
3: (laughs) response to what was happening? (laughs)
1: That is great. Like everything he just said. It's like, oh, but that's great. What a great thing to do. Tell the director what to do. What are you fucking talking about? That's terrifying.
2: He's great. He has men stand outside of my house. I think they're Scientologists and they they wait for me to leave so that they can hand me pamphlets about how to be a better person. I, I love Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love him. What is it? What is it? Stalin era? Tom Cruise. I think that hopefully people could talk more freely about Edward Norton. Molly, this one goes out to you. Yes, Edward Norton only agreed to be in The Incredible Hulk if he could alter the script. When Edward Norton was first approached with the role of Bruce Banner, he wasn't interested. After meeting with The Incredible Hulk's director, however, he agreed to the role under the stipulation that he would receive a great deal of creative control. This included the ability to submit rewrites to Zack Penn's original script. Though Norton did submit his script changes, he discovered that a few of them were actually used in the film's final cut. And what did he say? What did director Louis Leterrier claim? We had a meeting where I go, okay, we have to find solutions. And then we were screaming stuff and everything. Maybe somebody walked in, a PA or somebody walked in, somebody who's not used to it or having a conversation. And Edward was like, no, Edward's very vocal. So they were screaming at each other and people were watching them scream at each other because he didn't get his way. So he flipped the fuck out.
3: Yeah, it bums me out that he is famously an absolutely terrible person.
2: Yeah, Mm. yeah, just a difficult, difficult dude. Uh, Because
3: I want to kiss
1: him. Right. Yeah. I mean, I still want to kiss him. We don't have to work with him. We just got
3: to kiss. I can kiss him and never talk to him again, I guess.
1: Yeah. I hope that this is a good story because (laughs) I love Alan Rickman. And Alan Rickman rewrote parts of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves at a pizza hut.
2: I just love you saying that because it reminds me of when we would actually go and dine inside of a Pizza Hut. And I, I would play, they had a Neo Geo cabinet. I would play Samurai Showdown in my Pizza Hut. It, I loved that game. And I just, I remember, I remember the buffet with the dessert pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh my
1: God. See, that's why I love CeCe's Pizza. Yeah. CeCe's Pizza and Pizza Hut, I would go and I would eat pizza until oh man fucking call me pukes that's what everybody would call me (laughs) because I would I'd fucking pukes everywhere milk
2: puke and pukes I see a bit of a through line going here in terms of your nicknames uh, Jackie it's so unhealthy it's so
3: terrible I fucking love a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut I would go sit in a corner booth at a Pizza Hut right now I would pay pay um, as much money as I could to do that right now are you kidding me book it man I fucking lived for book it I
1: used to swallow books whole and then i would go in and I'm like go ahead give me your fucking questions I'll answer every question about the book that I read and then I get them pizzas I still have all the the pins where you get your stars for each book four books of pizza that's not bad <laughs> but Alan Rickman said prior to filming Robin Hood, he confessed to friends that some of his lines as the sheriff of Nottingham were terrible. So over a meeting at Pizza Hut, he asked for help in making his lines more manageable. Rickman recalled that he asked one of his friends to have a look at the script because it's terrible and I need some good lines. So he did. And, you know, with some kind of pizza and bacon and egg going all over the script. Rickman then presented the changes egg. to the film's director, Kevin egg. Reynolds. Egg. I, egg. Who Wait, knows stop. what egg. Alan Rickman
3: does? What Pizza Hut pizza the has? Fuck? This is not talking about some artisan pizza. We're talking about a regular-ass pizza. What kind of pizza is he, is he eating? he eating a breakfast pizza that's got egg
2: and bacon and, like, French toast on it? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Are you judging Alan
1: Rickman right now? Because it sounds like you're judging Alan Rickman right we're now. like Al- Alan Prickman. I love Alan Rickman!
2: <laughs> And if By he wants way, to put eggs on his pizza, he can put eggs on his pizza. Just watched, because uh, Wizard of the Bruisers is doing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so we just watched, rewatched the movie. Him as Marvin the Paranoid Android is so, so funny. Good. He plays a depressed robot, he voices a depressed robot, and it is the funniest part of that movie. Alan Rickman is so good in so many ways, but more like Alan fucking Sickman. He makes me sick. <laughs> You're, a <laughs> You're a bitch.
3: You're a bitch.
1: Oh man, even just thinking about eggs on pizza, it just makes me think of Ed's story when Ed and Henry went to Italy for a friend's wedding, and Ed got, it was like a 90 degree day, and it was the middle of the day, and Ed decided to get the one that had eggs all over it, and apparently the eggs were had gone sour, and then for three oh, days no. after, in the heat, with no air conditioning, because we are Americans, and we're used to our creature comforts, he just puked and shit on every train they went on. And now that's what I think about whenever I think about runny eggs on pizza. Dude
2: anyway. Ed has gotten more food sick more times than anybody else I've ever known because I just think he pushes through. I think he knows it's bad. He knows I remember remember he got food sick from eating sushi and I was like blown away by this. He got food sick from eating sushi and I was just like what's uh it's like what happened? He was just like I just was hungry so I just I just ate it really fast and like I'm like sushi you just consumed like you
0: slammed a bunch of like it was a burger
1: you don't eat sushi
2: like it's a burger
1: sometimes you got to slam it man you just got to go open up that gullet and let it fucking yeah. swim right down <laughs>
3: Like a cartoon cat with a with a fish, where you put it in your mouth and then you pull it out. There's just a skeleton. The bones. bones. That's what he eats. Like he's like fucking. That's
2: (laughs) disgusting.
1: I I am good. I there's a lot of fun things on this list. I'm gonna finish this one out, but we're gonna come back to it next week. So um the. So Alan Rickman and his friends rewrote it. He brought the new script to the film's director, Kevin Reynolds, who agreed to sneak in his edits into filming. Alan Rickman says, nobody knew this was happening except for him. And I knew it had worked because as I cleared the camera, I saw about 80 members of the crew holding in laughter. So he made it good. He's great as the Sheriff of Nottingham. It's difficult to not say Sheriff of Nottingham because unfortunately, I think I've seen... Prince of Thieves or um, Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights way more times than I've seen Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. And I think that's uh, um, the same for most people that are our age, I'm assuming. Well, there you go. But now we're going to keep going with the show, (laughs) depending on if Holden... I'm, can see and I can see really well actually. you I can see still see well. you can you can see your
2: zero issues seeing right now so I don't know
1: well I guess we gotta is it like a <laughs> parrot where we have to put some sort of some sort of um wool over him and tell him it's nighttime
2: no I'm just I'm seeing this week I just can see this <laughs> nothing
1: oh you just didn't see last week that was just a it was a momentary blindness, is what you're saying. Now, now you can see fully and do you feel that your life is brighter because of it?
2: Wait, hold on, what, hold, okay? on hold on, hold on. Something oh no, have I just Uh-oh. No, actually, I'm completely Oh no, okay. Well,
1: I guess that we could just keep going. Do you want me to cry again? Because I'll cry again.
2: Uh, Don't uh, oh, fucking wait, tell uh, w- me I can't. Wait, wait. <laughs> ah. Ah, oh. I'm starting to cry. No, oh. no, no! I can't. Something's happening. It's like uh, with my eyes. Do you feel sick? I, 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 earlier I, I accidentally I came in them and, and oh. now Yikes.
3: I, I think I'm going blind. Items. Oh, we, we can't, can't see, see him. him. I really can't believe you came in your own eyes. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. It's horrible when you get cum in your eyes. Yeah, y- your your eye is red and hurting.
2: Those are days. bad. It is. It hurts quite a lot. I just I was really ready. I guess I was really excited um, about a, the various <laughs> memories I've had of Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions. You were trying head. to meditate.
3: Next thing you know. Trying like, to meditate. Trying
2: something. to meditate. The masseuse came in. She was uh, like, ooh,
3: ooh.
2: I was like, the filthy raven calls at midnight, which is the code word. And then she was just like, <laughs>
3: ooh. <laughs> ooh. And then did she tell you something really sad and serious? Because it sounds like she's <laughs> yeah, making silly yeah, she said, <laughs> and Then she talked
2: about the death of her entire family in a train accident that happened just last week. And then uh, she made another silly sound and then she sort of, Used her fun hands. <laughs> All right. I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I, I cut one of them. I only have two for you this week, but they're happy blind items.
3: Ooh.
2: So so it's like I will just say Timothy Chalamet, he's got beards and he's gay, right? Probably, right? Is what everybody's saying. I will watch whatever he wants to <laughs> That put was out the one there. that was like well, I was just like, I guess this one. Um, <laughs> Timothy!
1: I don't care. He's my fucking new Laurie I don't care what anybody has to say. I love Timothy Chalamet. And yes, he is conceited, but you know what? He's good at his job.
2: <laughs> so we'll just move past that one. Here are the other two, though, and I think you'll really enjoy these. It was apparently not that many years ago that this foreign born permanent A list singer had a drunk makeout session with this royal. It puts a new light on their current drinking nights together. Rihanna? Not Rihanna. Foreign-born singer, British royal.
1: Well, it's obviously Harry, or it's... Yeah, I'm going to assume
2: it's Harry. Prince Harry and who's... Adele? Me- yes! Prince Harry and Adele oh! are getting hammered together! The two are known to be good friends. They're now neighbors. They live like five minutes away from each other. Apparently, according to a source, the two have been over at Adele's, enjoying her bar, while Meghan, who is not thrilled about it, is not around for these They're sessions. not banging?
3: They're just getting drunk together?
2: Well, who fucking knows? But they're hanging mm. out and getting hammered together, which I think is really fun. And it,
3: that and is really fun.
2: But also in an interview back in 2011, she admitted to having a big crush on him in the past. She said, I'm off to Prince Harry. I know I said I wouldn't go out with a ginger, but it's Prince Harry. I'd be a real duchess then. I'd love a night out with him. He seems like a right laugh. <laughs> um, I would, uh, again, w-
1: watch the hell out of that tape. I don't know, though, oh, yeah. because it is rumored that um, Adele is dating Skepta. And I talk about another tape that I would, I'd almost rather watch that <laughs> tape. But that's a whole other story. And I also think would rather throw Rihanna into the mix because Prince Harry and Rihanna work Together often on their like charity organizations outside of America. That's another one. Ooh, that's juicy. And that gives me naughty, naughty
2: feelings. And I mean, Adele Adele is looking great. She's so much fun. We know she drinks like a fish. She has good times. I would love to hang out with her at her bar in her house. That would be so fucking fun. How fun would that be?
3: That would be so fun. I've never thought that I wanted to get drunk with Harry. If I had to choose any member of the royal family, of course, I would choose him. But like... I've never been like, Oh, I need to get drunk with Harry, but I have been like I need to get drunk with Adele, you know. And him
2: with oh, Adele. Yes. Him For like sure. Adele like loosening him up and making him fun Harry. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: That makes yeah. me like him, like much back
1: more. in
2: the day. Yeah, remember
1: when Prince Harry was always getting in trouble for like banging in hot tubs? And
2: yeah.
3: yeah, the I wild I think about card. him in a hot tub for sure. And then the
2: masseuse comes in, and you're just like, you know <laughs> the code word. You <laughs> know the code word.
3: I
1: like this
2: accento
1: for <laughs> the masseuse that you've been using. cool no, really
2: every- it's I mean, it's, I'm trying to give her no actual. Uh, yes, no, no, no real <laughs> accent. And I like I So that so nobody can be like, oh, that's you being bad. Bad. Uh, Don't you be bad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So the next uh, this next and last one, I hope is true. I really, truly hope is true. This foreign born A-list, mostly movie actress who is an Oscar winner slash nominee recently held a gun to a man's head while they were having sex. Her version of role play. Think about... Angelina Jolie. No, but similar tack. Good guess. Similar tack. Badass lady action star.
1: Charlize Theron.
2: 100%. And this actually Uh. is also a great excuse for us to talk about a story that we didn't talk about last week. She recently called out Steven Seagal and Howard Stern. When I make a movie like The Old Guard at night, I'll go online to watch fighters or watch people fight. And you always come across that odd Seagal video of him, quote, fighting in Japan. But he really isn't. He's just incredibly overweight and pushing people. I have no problem talking shit about him because he's not very nice to women, so fuck you. We don't want to fucking fight like men. We want to fight like we would fight and figure out what this looks like. We want to fight smarter. We want to fight in a way that makes sense, and we want to do it in a way where we're still part of emotional storytelling. I hope she holds a gun to a dude's head while she fucks up. Uh,
1: (laughs) Man, and reading so many, it's often that Charlize Theron is is talking about how she is single, and she's like, and no people will talk to me. I just want to bang. I just want to go on dates. And and people think like, oh, I'm better than them. She's like, I'm not. I just want to go on dates. I just want to have a great sex life. Is that too much to ask?
2: I'm insanely intimidated by her, so I totally Of course,
1: you should be.
2: I am, everyone should be. She's so foxy to me, and she's so badass. I'm so intimidated by her.
3: She's totally in my, like, top, at least top five, maybe top three for, like, celebrity women of that type. Crushes,
1: oh, I love her. Wow. I hope it's true as well, but I guess that's our entire episode. I guess.
2: How fun is that, Jackie? Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 See
1: it's always
2: silly fine. we are. It's always fine if you just make silly noises. Uh <laughs> eat, pray love. Y'all do it at home. Yes, do it at you, home. Need you all three of those things at home.
3: I
1: <laughs> love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, yes, things started getting a little bit real. Uh, just like we're in the real world, except none of us have to live together. And surprisingly, none of us have ever had sex in a True
0: hot. True story. Been
1: a lot of. Fucking talking about fucking in a hot tub. We couldn't even live together if we wanted to. No, we're all very far apart. And um, we would give each other all of our kisses every day. Wouldn't that be fun and very sweaty? I'd like fun. to think so. We love you guys. Thank you again. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. And you can follow me on Instagram at jack.worm.
2: You can follow me at twitch.tv forward slash uh, I do a show with Jackie there we have fun on Friday night 6 pm et it's very fun you should you should be
1: there You should come and hang out with us. Also, I do want to say that this weekend on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are starting up our new bi-monthly stream that I'm doing with some ladies. Hell yeah. With Holden's wife. Not that she's just Holden's wife, but her name is Alexis Robbins, and she's perfect, and she's better than Holden. And I'm also (laughs) going to be doing it with Carolina Hidalgo, which you will know from No Dogs in Space, as well as the LPN family. And we're having a Twitch stream every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. More information will be in my Instagram.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.tv forward slash... uh, uh, Sorry, Patreon.tv... Com forward slash page seven podcast. Check us out for bonus content. If you want to support us further in the show, $5 for weekly content every single week. I know that was redundant. Molly.
3: I am Molly Nuffel and I'm MJKL cat on Instagram. We love
1: you. We'll
0: talk to you next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.